Welcome to another episode of the Dads on the Fly podcast, a podcast all about inspiring and encouraging dads and anglers as we wade through fishing, parenting, and faith on the fly. The basis for Rent This Rod, like in my mind, was also create experiences for people, like get them on the water, grow the industry. And you do that by getting kids on the water, families on the water, get them out and and going. Well, that was Brian Gingrich from Rent This Rod. Brian and co-owner David Moore from RentThisRod.com join us on today's episode of the Dads on the Fly podcast. Welcome everyone to episode 67. We are so excited that you are hanging out with us again today for what is going to be an awesome conversation between Joshua and myself and Mr. David Moore and Mr. Brian Gingrich from Rent This Rod. Rent This Rod is an awesome company. You're going to learn a lot about it. Uh, If you are planning a adventure in your future, we highly encourage you. If you need some gear for that trip, check out Rent This Rod. You can find them at rentthisrod.com. Well, before we dive into today's interview, we want to take a few moments just to continue to thank everyone who continues to share and rate and review the podcast. Uh, we've been able to see a lot of traction and a lot of growth uh, over the last several weeks here at Dads on the Fly. And Josh and I just want to take a minute to say thank you for that. And thank you for helping to continue to get the word out about Dads on the the fly. Want to let everybody know we've still got one spot left coming up in the Dads on the Fly Father Son Retreat coming up in April of 2023, April 28th through 30th. It's going to be an awesome weekend. If you're interested in that or interested in getting uh, someone you know connected with that event, make sure to shoot us a message. You can shoot us an email at the dads, T H E D A D S, at dadsonthefly.com to get more information about the Dads on the Fly father-son retreat. We also want to let people know we are right now, as this episode drops, continuing our pre-order for our Dads on the Fly beanies. Uh, If you're interested in one of those, make sure to go find them on our Instagram page. Uh, You can find us at Dads on the Fly on Instagram. Uh, You'll see a link there and a couple of other things for how you can get and pre-order a awesome Dads on the Fly beanie. Uh, We did a pre-order of hats uh, several weeks ago, and with the weather getting cold, we decided, you know what, let's go ahead and get some beanies as well. So, uh, Uh, Go ahead and get those orders in quick because we've got to place that order here in just a few days. So if you want to dazzle and fly beanie, make sure to go over and check that out. Well, hey, we want to take a minute. Um, We we got some really uh, sad news this past week over at Dazzle and Fly. Uh, One of our great friends who we got to connect with uh, through the River Rat community, and then we had him on our podcast last year. A great guy by the name of Cameron Booth sadly passed away this past week. Cameron was an awesome guy. To know Cameron uh, was to know someone who really just had a wonderful spirit. And so our heart goes out to Cameron's family and to all of the friends and to the fly fishing community that Cameron knew and made an impact on. Uh, he made a great impact on us. We were very grateful to have him uh, on our podcast. Like I said, you can find him on episode 42 of the Dads on the Fly podcast. That's our interview with Cameron Booth of Tailwalker Adventure Company. You can hear about an amazing guy um, with an amazing story, and we were so sad to hear of his passing, but we want to honor him by continuing to just love life on the water and to share that sense of adventure and that spirit with all of those that we encounter in the fly fishing community. Cameron lived that out. He lived out what it meant to uh, really invest and engage with the people in the fly fishing community and to just spread that joy of fly fishing with everyone that he came in contact with. Our thoughts and prayers go out to all of his family and friends that knew him well. Well, again, we're excited about today's episode. Rent This Rod is an amazing company. You're going to hear a little bit about this story. Uh, You're going to hear the story of David and Brian and what brought them together and then why they created this amazing company. And I love the first part of this episode because we talk a little bit about the importance of a fishing buddy. Uh, Brian and David kind of became that. Uh, Joshua and I have been able to experience that for several years now. And so we hope you will enjoy today's conversation with Mr. David Moore and Mr. Brian Gingrich of Rent This Rod. All right, folks, so here we are with Dads on the Fly tonight. And uh, Caleb, we got uh, some special guests, man, uh, with Caleb as always. Uh, How you been, Caleb? Man, I'm great, dude. This is special we're uh we've been we've done podcasts on location this is the first time we've had people come to us so we're here in the dads on the fly basement um and 
fortunately it's not 20 degrees it's only 50 outside so it's not too cold down here today. i got a heater man i brought a heater down but i'm impressed we didn't need to turn it on tonight yeah, but it's good but i mean we got we got some guests we have guests that came to us which i don't know what that means i'm not sure if they just they probably think we're bigger than we are or possibly like, <laughs> well i've had i've had lunch with with uh with one of these gentlemen so you know i he's really cool and it was just awesome they were able to come right here locally so let's just tell everybody who we got with us tonight yeah, go ahead and introduce so, them um i want to make sure i get all the names right i'm actually going to let them introduce themselves uh so i don't mess up any names but tonight we have the owners of a company called rent this rod and so uh david and brian is that correct is that, that is correct that right? yeah that is correct. So thank you guys for being with us tonight and first we have uh david go ahead and tell everybody uh kind of your intro into fly fishing yeah, so uh, David Moore here, and um, I'm a native here in Asheville and grew up in western North Carolina. Um, my father is a, was and still is kind of a pretty prolific fly tire, and uh, he would uh, you know, tie flies for different outfitters in this part of the state. Really cool. And he would uh, kind of beat a certain path when he, he used to work for the Department of Natural Resources. And um, when he would go out to check, like, you know, soil quality and water levels at reservoirs, he would swing by and uh, talk to different fly shops and say, hey, I'll be back this way in a week or two. What can I make you? And, oh, it will take, you know, seven or eight dozen stoneflies. Can you do that? Sure. And, you know, he would do that. And um, so not only was he a pretty awesome fly tire, he he's a great fisherman too. And um, so he kind of got me into it. And this is like pre-internet. So he's like doing the, the hard work of showing up at fly shops, just sending it to him, dropping oh, yeah. it off on his way back by. Yes, very really uh, entrepreneurial. He only did it as a side gig, but he he has tied a lot of flies in his life. We I tell people like we I think went to Disney World one year just with fly tie money. Wow! And, uh, yeah, he's. Um, what you had to look forward to, Joshua? Like if you get good enough, you could. <laughs> I thought you were talking about your fly tie money because you're <laughs> no. the fly tire. I was going to go to Disney World on your fly tie money. Yeah, I'm all over that. Right. So. Of course, I bet the Disney World cost is probably a little different now than anybody <laughs> yeah. used to. Yeah. Have been. But still, that's that's, that's impressive true. to tie that many flies. So. That's right. uh, and also we have Mr. Brian, our uh, the co- the other corner. So Brian, go ahead and introduce yeah. yourself, sir. Yeah, I'm a Asheville native as well, born and raised here. So local to the core here at Rent This Rod. And uh, my dad was not a prolific uh, fly tire, um, but we were outdoors people. So like our family vacations growing up, we never really had a lot of money, but we our family vacations were camping. So we were always outside, and um, actually never really got into fly fishing until later in life. Um, it was just all regular fishing and, um, going coastal every now and then and, and, and things like that. But, uh, really waited till later in life and, and really until I met this guy that, uh, we really got into heavy fly fishing and exploring. So, um, yeah, born and raised here and love being here and love being in the podcast basement. It's awesome. That's what makes this cool that there we met. Um, I, I could, I couldn't, do this episode without giving my wife some props here. So let's just tell the story. So she comes home one day and she's like, I work with this guy named Ben. Yeah, Ben, if you're listening, uh, Ben, uh, thanks for the we'll connection. Give, we'll give Ben the shout and out. His, so. his wife, Susan, is our accountant, by That's the way. That's true. Too. Yeah. So the record is really good. So, to have them. so she's like, Ben's got these people you want to meet. And I uh, end up talking to David one afternoon on the phone. This was probably back in the spring. I feel like it was a while back. Yeah, it's been a while. And we talked and he was kind of telling me what you guys do with rent this rod. And I was like, man, we got to have you on a podcast. Well, me and David had an opportunity to get lunch one day. And, um, I guess I was more excited because their, uh, their business right here in Asheville and it's local. And that was really cool for me to, for us to support somebody local. Uh, we talked to a lot of people all over the place. It's nice to do this in person one time. So, um, so how did you guys meet? Uh, and then we'll go into kind of rent this rod. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting story. I have obviously born and raised in Asheville, kept moving further and further East, live in black mountain now and bought a house near the golf course, um, there in black mountain off of hole number four and my neighbor across the street and I got talking and, uh, we, we hit it off really well cause we started talking fly fishing and, um, he was an avid fly fisherman and learned later that he also was a, big fly tire and it turned out that that person was dave's dad and so lived lived across from dave's dad and and he's like hey i'd love to take you out of my boat and go fly fishing and 
it also just so happened that Dave and I went to the same church. Dave played bass at the church, um, and I was just, you know, a lowly congregation member. And so I, I, I no was, yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. So, so I, uh, I decided I was like, I'm going to go up and introduce myself to Dave and, and meet Dave. And it's like, Hey Dave, I, I know your dad and guess what? I get to go out in his boat and, uh, go fly fishing with your dad. And he's like, what? Like his response was like, really? What? You're going fishing with my dad? I don't even get to go fishing with my dad. So I'll let him, him kind of <laughs> elaborate perfect. on it from Dang. there. Yeah, so, that's what that's what I remember. This guy just comes up to me and never really talked to him before. And the, like the first few words out of his mouth was like, hey, your dad's taking me fishing next week. And I was like, who is this guy? And who does he think he is? You know, and, uh, moving so, it on my yeah, toes. It was, that's so, right. it was funny because we, um, we talked more after that. And um, I think it was probably after that fishing inst- instance where you offered to kind of get me back out on the water because yeah. I had fished growing up. And, um, when I went off, I went to app state up in Boone, North Carolina. And, yes, um, I, uh, I put my stuff up. I didn't fish at all. While I was up there. just kind of had other interests and kept it that way until, I mean, I got back here, got married, had a kid. Um, and then this guy comes along and kind of gets me back into it. I had to dust off the waders and the boots and they were falling apart I think you took me to Montreat or somewhere around there. Yeah, the first it was time. somewhere. And, um, local and yeah, my, I remember yeah. Like, my Hodgman boots fell apart, and I was like, "Why are they doing that?" Oh, because I haven't worn them in fifteen <laughs> years. That's right. Yeah, that's so, right. Um, yeah, I credit Brian with definitely getting me back into it. Um, my dad gave me the start, but Brian kind of got me to where I am today. So we we were friends, and then fishing buddies. And I always say that's like you know most sacred. <laughs> sacred kind of bromance you know and it's just yeah. like yeah we, we've seen a lot and done a lot together so i'm always grateful for that we also had very similar schedules for quite a long period of time and so it was nice i could be like hey dave i got like a three-hour window my wife's got the kids i've got a three-hour window off work let's go let's go fish and so we we just do that yeah that's really cool uh, i we've heard from so many people and i think it's so neat just the importance of having that fishing buddy like you just mentioned like it's you said it's a unique bromance and uh it's an important thing to have because you just especially if you're getting back into it uh, i don't know you said you were like big in the outdoors but as far as like going fishing his dad kind of took you and kind of got you really started and it feels like when you got both kind of got you were getting back into it you're getting started it's so good to have those people that you can bounce stuff off oh yeah and uh so that you one don't feel like an idiot (laughs) like you trust yourself like you trust the other person (laughs) that's right to be like hey what do you think about this hey what what's this tippet stuff everybody's talking about (laughs) like you know whatever it is like what what are these things um and so it's it's really cool the way that this you guys kind of got connected a true bromance that you and i have we still feel like idiots plenty of times or at least you make me feel you know that's kind of part of it right (laughs) yeah i mean mean, for sure that that's that's, (laughs) that part's okay that has to remain yeah yeah Yeah, it's still there it'll no matter how far along we get that'll always be there um so you guys started fishing together and then where did the idea of rent this rod come from and or, or how did it come about tell tell us the story yeah it was uh it was interesting. We were taking a long walk along the beach. No, it's not anything, like, not anything like that. But uh, I, I, I also, my, my brother-in-law, um, he's actually, my brother-in-law is a really big fly fisherman, fishes competitions. He's a Euro-nympher. I yeah. Know, you know, those Euro-nymphers, they're like a little more high class. They're a little than, different. Yeah, they're a little different. But but he's trying to get on Team USA and doing all this stuff. But I when I met my wife and was um, dating her, he's the first person that actually taught me how to fly fish so i i attribute a lot of that and then dave's dad uh, as well but um we were sitting on the side of the river one day uh rent this rod was born on the side of the shelton laurel um nice fished it several times yes yeah Shout out madison uh, county. that's right Matt, <laughs> madison little, county. little madison county river action and you know i was just sitting uh we had a great day of fishing and just kind of just sitting chatting on the on the river and he's like i was like you know i'm going to florida next week i'd really like to try saltwater fly fishing like i've always wanted to learn the double haul and 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 learn all this stuff but i want to spend 1500 bucks mm-hmm. on a setup just to go a couple times a year i was like wouldn't it be cool if if you could rent something um and we st- I started talking about this idea on the side of the river and uh i mean it we simplify it this way, but, uh, Dave and I kind of looked at each other. We had this moment of eyebrows raised. Hey, let's, 
let's explore this. He went home and formed a website. I went home and formed an LLC and <laughs> rent this rod was born. <laughs> we had a couple of different variations of the name, but uh, yeah. We went with, with this rod. We rent went this with rod rent was this the rod. Ending. That, yeah, yeah, that's the, that's yeah. the one that won the prize. But yeah, it was, it was literally that quick. I mean, I think within a week we had had the domain and, um, at the time, I I hadn't I still don't really know what I'm doing, but I you can go on like GoDaddy and get a, you know, buy a domain, <laughs> yeah, and they have a website builder. We did. I was it. like, let's check it out, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, yeah. and that's when I think the domain kind of the the business thing was kind of shaped by the domains that were available. Yeah. So I'd plug something in and see if it was there, and was talking to Brian on the phone at the same time. What do you do about this? What do you do about this? And then um, rent this rod just kind of stuck. And uh, there's another logo designer. It's called Canva. Use it all the time. Yep. I whipped up a quick logo and we kind of settled on what we thought it would look good. And we did that. And uh, around the same time after we like, let's just see where this goes. This guy uh, formed an LLC quickly. Like, you know, stuff I'd never touched. I don't know how to do any of that. But um, that was, we had a legit, you know, business in theory (laughs) within a couple of weeks there. Wow. Um, And then when we, we kind of had the same kind of, mindset of like what do we want to offer and why do we want to do this and uh because you can rent fly rods from you know fly shops all over yeah. the place negligible quality you just don't really know what you're going to get into sometimes stuff's beat you know to death um and we're like why don't we focus on higher end stuff and and ship it mm. you know why don't we just base out of here out of Asheville, and then just ship it to where people are going or ship it to their home or whatever um and we didn't know anything about any of that until we kind of got, got into it, but we bought a couple of rods off eBay kind of higher end stuff just to see if, if people would want to rent something like that. We likened it to like, you know, you can rent a Ferrari for a day in certain cities. Well, yeah. why not do the same thing with a fly rod? And we, uh, we did that and, um, got some interest, uh, and it quickly dawned on us that we were going to have to partner with companies to kind of get inventory any more than two flat rods because <laughs> like, yeah. we two. were like going to put ours up for, for yeah for, for yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. we're like i don't want to do that and then uh <laughs> you know it's it, we just we're like who are we going to work with and um well that's that's the the kind of running joke is is originally the the first name was rent my rod and then yeah, it re- you no know joke. I it, it, <laughs> wait, wait, our wait, wives wait. quickly said hey guys <laughs> not a good idea <laughs> Probably not the the yeah. best of names. Yeah. Don't but. check the phone record for a while. <laughs> so I'm scared about the domain that was possibly there. <laughs> yeah. 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 We may not want to look at that domain. Yeah. I, had a, I had a logo all worked out for that. <laughs> we'll reveal that at the ten year party or something. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, we uh, we kind of that was the humble beginnings. Um, but then that the time frame was around April of eighteen. Okay. And I think within the next four to eight weeks, we uh, we started reaching out to bigger companies. Mm. Um, and I I had a random Facebook post about two years before this, where I was just making some stupid comparison joke about it. I had a fly rod that was green and copper, and uh, I was sitting in traffic one day, and a school bus pulled up next to me that was the exact same color. So I took a photo of it, got home, and I was like, oh, "This school bus is trying to you know look like my fly rod." and um, it was a Thomas and Thomas fly rod. And so I, uh, I tagged Thomas and Thomas in the post. Um, just, you know, be cool if I turned ahead or something. And then, um, this guy liked it who I, I didn't recognize his name. And, uh, it wasn't one of my Facebook friends, you know, and that's got to dig in. And, um, it was the CEO of Thomas and Thomas. Oh, wow. And I was like, well, that's kind of cool. And that was, like I said, a year and a half, maybe two years before Brian and I had, you know, started down this road. Well, we were like, well, why not just reach out to Thomas and Thomas? You kind of got a small foot in the door. And we did. Uh, Neville Orsman um, is a uh, really cool guy. He's from South Africa. Y- young guy kind of bought, or I don't know his, his story, but he is at the reins of this legacy fly rod company in Massachusetts. And, um, you know, he's a younger guy. So he took the time to listen to Brian and I, two no-name guys from North Carolina. And we told him what we wanted to do with this and, you know, I can't even imitate his accent, but he was like, that's awesome. I think what you guys are trying to do is great. So let's get you guys set up with, you know, your first round of inventory. So tell us what you need, make a list and we'll, we'll work something out. So that we had that meeting in Brian's truck 
yep. every major meeting we've had since then has been in Brian's truck. Yes. Just rent, so. so it's like trucks and basements. Truck, guys. truck it up. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. we'll, we'll we could have done this in a truck. I we mean, should, we, yeah. you, <laughs> we need to we need to maybe branch outside the truck. <laughs> right. I think this basement's a good next step. Yeah, that's good. So you that was kind of a big moment for you, obviously. Yes. Um, yeah, huge. To help you get going. Uh, I think this might be a good place to kind of explain before we go into some more stories. I know you told me another story about how you got hooked up with another company that's really helping you out, but the premise of rent this rod, let's, let's go into what it looks like. So I'm going to, um, choose your destination. You've oh got about man. 15 on your bucket list. Right right? So. Yeah. So I'm going to, you're going, Belie- to, the, you're going, I'm to, going to the Bahamas to catch bonefish and I need some, an eight and a nine weight rod. I don't own one. I'm a trout bum here in North Carolina. Right. I need an eight or nine weight rod to maybe I need both. For um, seven days, right? Let's say we're doing a seven-day trip. So, how does it work with uh, with rent this rod? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, the 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 way it works and the way we set this up is specifically for moments like that. And it was the same thing with me trying to go to Florida, and I was like, my uncles have boats. I just need the rod, and I can try this out, right? So, um, somebody can come to our website, rent a rod. We'll uh, ship it either to their destination or to their house because a lot of people will request it maybe a day or two before they go on their trip so they can practice casting in the yard because it's a different feel different you know line line weight and all that stuff and um you can rent one two three rods whatever you're doing uh you go on your trip Uh, we do 10 and 14 day rentals at this point and it gives time on either end if you're going on a seven day trip you want it a few days in advance gives us time with it with inventory um and then we you know slap a return label in the box and when you come back you put the rod back in the box, drop ship it right back to us. We inspect it. We put it back in the line and, and we go again. So very much, very simple process. Yeah. And, um, I think, you know, very reasonable and, uh, fun to do, but you're getting, affordable. you're getting rod line and reel rod line whole, and reel. you're ready yep. to go with what you get from you guys ready to fish. And we'll do specific requests like people go into the jungle that need sinking line or a specific, uh, um, jungle line. Uh, we'll, we'll add in, those kind of things for specific areas that they're going. And really we want to cater to the needs of the customer. It's a niche. We understand people are going on trips of a lifetime in a lot of ways. And we want to cater um, to those needs and make sure people have a good experience uh, with, with the equipment. That's really great. So are you shipping internationally all over the world or are you staying mostly in the U S right now? Or are they going everywhere? Primarily in the U S like um, we, we found that if you start shipping outside of the borders, you, you're, on time capability goes way down, I'm sure, you know, to trash and you, there's really no way to guarantee security of it either. Mm-hmm. So we usually tell people that, um, you know, we'll ship it to your home and you carry it on gotcha. or, or check it or whatever. But, yeah. um, there's a few times where we've been able to ship it to like a lodge or something, but yeah. we, we try not to mess with too much international stuff yet, but well, um, a, lot of, that, a lot of those trips, they want you to check, you can bring your own rods. The more research I do about going to those lodges and stuff, a lot of them are, Hey, we prefer you to check your rods, bring your rods, don't ship them here, that kind of thing. So that makes total sense. And plus, I would like to have that couple days, you know, in the yeah. driveway or whatever. The totally. Field do, do to people get it right? Are people usually telling you like, "Hey, I'm going here. I need this setup." Yeah, what, they'll they'll that? usually either if they know exactly what they want, they'll we'll just you know get orders. And um, other times they'll reach out with an email and say, "Hey, I was referred to you guys by this company," or "Hey, I'm doing a it's a DIY thing to." Belize, what do I need? Um, so on our website, we actually, the rods can be categorized by fish species. So if people have like, really neat. what kind of rod weight do I need for a permit? You know, mm-hmm. um, so they can go and click on our website. It'll tell them what they need to be shopping for. Um, that was a, a process. Yeah. To get that. I was going to say, yeah. Figuring so, all yeah that we're out, like, how sure. many fish species can we list here? And there's some random ones that like, we're like somebody will say, I'm going to fish for this. I'm like, what the heck's that? You know, <laughs> I have to act like I know what I'm t- saying. I'm like, look it up on Google. I'm like, oh, that's a, that's an Arapaima. That's, oh yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's been, it's, as far as shipping and stuff, it's actually, you know, modern fly rods are pretty great to, you know, they come in a metal tube. Yeah. They're protected. Uh, the reels are all, you know, they come in a padded neoprene case. Yep. Um, and we, we pack them really well uh, with a lot of padding, a lot of bubble wrap, and, you know, that crunchy paper. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, we we do that, slap our label tape on it, and shows up on their doorstep. So. What's, what's the craziest place one of them has been to yet, do you know? Um, <sighs> probably, uh, like, Christmas Island. 
it's probably the furthest away. I think we've had a f- few rods that end up in Russia. Wow. Uh, Christmas Island is probably the most baller place. Like, I, I, don't, mean, even, uh, I don't even know that. What is Christmas like Island? Kiribati, it's, it's like halfway across the Pacific. You have to connect in Honolulu, and it's like a five-hour flight from Honolulu, wow. something like that. Saltwater fishing for yeah, like way stuff. giant trevally, uh, like wow. these fish that eat birds and stuff. It's crazy. Yeah, so. yeah. it's pretty sweet. Don't want a bird fly. I, yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> you know me. I know all about the. Yeah, I'm sure. I know you to find it all. Out, I just, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> just need a couple if more downloads to get there. Here, I've never planned a fishing trip. Like he just says, show up, and I just go. Yeah, so like, if we're renting a rod, he would be the one contact. If we had to plan a trip, I'd be like, Dave, plan this trip. That's how I about that. Yeah, I just want to go. Yeah, just let me show up. You tell me, put a rod in my hand, and we'll go. Plan it for me. I'm with you. We joke. You know those people that plan Disney trips for families and stuff oh, like yeah. that. That's what Joshua needs to do that. Yeah. Like for fly fishing. Future, I think he could job. get on plan is just retirement. Like, I like that plan. Get, get everything for him. So, yeah. and then he um, could live vicariously. <laughs> through him. Yeah. So. And then when they plan their trip, I can say, Hey, we got a rod for you. Just rent this rod. So, you know, you go on, you get your rod. Um, you mentioned Thomas and Thomas. You guys have a couple other partnerships too correct and let me say this it's not just saltwater fish like you have people yes. that do freshwater trips right oh yeah um i think a majority of saltwater um it's it's like kind of still the the new up and i would still say up and coming facet of the uh, you know industry that we call you know home but it's uh what makes a lot of sense to people is that you you live in a landlocked place or even here where like you said earlier i am going to coastal but i don't have an eight weight you know you don't use an eight weight for trout here in north carolina but um, so it just makes a lot of sense for people to rent that stuff. Um, so yeah, we, I would say it's probably the vast majority of salt, but we have equal parts inventory for the freshwater stuff too. So, well, and I think the unique part about what we do and what we're trying to accomplish is that there's a reason you have a two and three weight rod and there's a reason you have a, you know, all the way up to 12 to 15 weight rods. Right. So uh, different species require different strengths and, um, it's no different if you're fishing with a, uh, or traditional fishing gear. So, um, because of that and because of the uniqueness of it, we feel like we can accommodate that. Now, uh, how we've accomplished some of what we do is we've real, we've realized the eights and nine weights are kind of popular. 10 weights are popular, you know, keep a few f- five weights. So we're, we've really helped managed honed in our inventory and managed yeah. our inventory well just from you know the first couple of years kind of figuring out what are the trends that makes and, a lot of sense. and make sure you don't own too much inventory yeah. but enough to be able to you know meet the demand that you have and so we're just trying to grow organically and, and figure it out as we go as well so yeah yep. yeah we've yep. um but we yeah so i think you would ask we we have thomas and thomas that was kind of our first um uh, huge you know put us on the map i think that contributed a lot to that and we always appreciate neville and his vision and uh, his whole team up there has just been great they showed a lot of they're phenomenal a yeah. lot of belief in what you know we were trying to do um they're awesome to work with and uh, they make some really nice fly rods so i'm not just saying that they're they're great um but i think having having that kind of early on opened up doors uh like at ross abel yeah. Um, so we worked with those guys. We still do. Um, we <clears throat> I can kind of tag team this story with you, but we, we did a lot of the, um, DIY crowd early on. Okay. Where just, you know, you just want to go take a trip somewhere. Maybe you're going on a family vacation, but you want to bring along some gear that you've never used. So we get a lot of, you know, people like that. Um, we had a write up and if y'all are familiar with uh, geek and gasoline, mm-hmm. um, that was pretty early on in mm-hmm. our existence, which, which again helped kind of, get us out there in the world. Um, but then we were like, you know, we, we saw kind of a, a, a good opening and a kind of a, what would make a lot of sense to work with travel agencies. Yeah. Um, and we, we knew of a few at the time, but you know, we were just thumbing through like issues of the Drake and American fly fisher. That's one of them. Um, but we would, you know, look at these ads and think like, cause we'd never been on a, any kind of trip like that, you know? Um, but, one of them that I think that Brian and I both were like, let's, let's start here. Let's start, you know, go big or go home. But we, uh, a company called yellow dog. Yeah. We've, uh, I, we've had Jim Klug on our pod. Yeah. Early on. You guys awesome this guy. came together when I was, was going to say David and I was looking at their website yeah. and I was like, yellow dog fly fishing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. A cool guy. So. It, 
it literally, uh, it was the definition of cold call. Like mm. we, uh, Brian and I both reached out separately, talked to, um, people that weren't Jim Klug first and, um, just said, Hey, you know, we'd love a few minutes of your time. We're across the country from you guys, but we see this really working well with y'all. Um, and it's kind of a neat story. I'll add what I remember from it. Cause yeah. this was three years ago, almost four years ago. Um, but it got to the point where we, we were working towards this end goal and it was like, it's going to work or not. You know, it's a big company. Um, yeah. they do so much travel. Um, and they do it really well. Like yeah. Everybody's heard of yellow dog. They, they're just really cool. Um, and Jim, gosh, you guys know, he probably told some of his story on your episode, but I mean, he used to work for like 3M and yeah, just he's a smart dude. Smart and, guy. um, uh, we, we think very highly of that company, but, um, I'll, I'll tell this cause I don't know if you remember this part, but, uh, we, we were leading up to this, like kind of what would have been the final meeting with them. And, um, Brian's wife, Danielle, uh, I don't think she knew anything about this. Like Brian and I would talk all the time and our wives are, you know, brilliant, but I think there's just some disconnect where there's like, I don't know what you guys are doing anymore. <laughs> like, what are you guys talking about? And, um, I think if I remember this right, you can correct me if I'm wrong. She, uh, the, like the day before we had this, what ended up being a fateful phone call with, with Jim was, uh, Danielle, like I think woke up that morning and told you this cause it, it dropped me to my knees when he told me this, but she was like, I had this really weird dream last night where you and Dave were having this like pitch session and there was a lot riding on it. And it, there was something to do with a yellow dog in it. And she had like no clue. None whatsoever. About this company called yellow dog. And <laughs> I forgot what, I forgot the details if you remember it, but I, I had, I was at work when I took this phone call and Brian told me this and I was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, that stuff doesn't happen to me. You know? Yeah. yeah no, she just, uh, like ran, it was just a random thing and it, it was a sign I feel like. And, um, uh, you know, obviously I believe God has a plan yeah. and, and I think, you know, Dave and I've uh, always uh, been a part of, Th- that that world and so I, I my wife's always been supportive of what we do and excited about what we do they're such encouragers and so that was that moment where we're like oh maybe we should you know pursue this and see what happens and um in my truck we had another call with uh <laughs> jim klug and it, it went well you I know i still think, have this truck huh i hope you still have i this do truck. have okay. this truck it's, i still have this truck, truck. it's, like it's a, a lucky drive. it's not going anywhere <laughs> but um but i think you know the cool thing that with this was when we first pitched it, I think it originally he said, you know, we're, we're okay. We loan out our own gear. Like we got an email back immediately that was like, you know, we, we, we loan out our own gear. We don't need to, to do any more than that. And then when we had the call, it was actually a really simple call overall. It was like, you know what? You guys are offering a service. We don't want to deal with this anymore. Rods mm-hmm. get broken. It, it, we want our clients to come prepared for their trip, to enjoy their trip. We want to focus on what we do well, and you guys can fill that gap for us if, if you're willing to do that. And so that's how the partnership came to be and came to pass, and it went well, and we've been doing it ever since. So, yeah, and that, like, we they already had a great relationship with Thomas and Thomas, mm-hmm. which only helped yeah, us because yeah, we was were help, helpful. And, and then that opened up doors to Hatch, uh, Hatch yeah. Reels. Um, that opened up more doors to like scientific anglers because Jim used to be very high up in their chain of command, yeah. I think. And so, yeah, we still, we still get fly line frequently from SA. This, we have an order for him. We just fill it out and we do that. And then, um, yeah, that, that was like, okay, hold on. Cause it's about to get yeah. crazy. And, uh, remember <laughs> we, uh, we started working with one of their program directors. I think it was, um, I, I forgot the name, but it was somebody over, a like the Belize program. And he's like, Hey, we got a group trip coming up. We need, you know, there's 10 to 12 anglers and they need, they all need stuff. And we're like, we need to get scrambling. So we called Thomas <laughs> yeah. and Thomas and got more rods. And, and then just after that, and they just, you know, we get yellow dog clients, um, a lot, very, yeah. very frequently. And, and, um, that's just, it's just a match made in heaven as far as we're concerned. Cause we're giving them the best service possible is like with what we do with any client, but we're just knowing that they're going on the yellow dog trip. Like we know what they're getting into and it's, you know, they're going to have a great time and we want to play a small part in that. So that's really neat. Uh, yeah, it sounds like a perfect match made in heaven and, um, sounds like it fits really good what you guys are doing. And it's really cool to hear the story behind it all. Uh, would you say things just sounds like things are already taken off, but then after getting connected with the yellow dog, things just kind of really even, 
I think it, I think what it did for us is just validated yeah. what we were trying to do, yeah. right? So like it's like the that, need. It's you, the need. Like okay, you're trying to say, is there a need for this in in the marketplace? And I think it did that. And I think where Dave and I've been kind of conservative with everything is growing this organically. Not we we're bootstrapping this whole thing. Yeah. We're trying to give the best service possible early. Like we don't want to be late on a shipment. We want people to make sure they have a good experience. And so up to this point, I don't think we've, um, we've been out of inventory or had to say no to somebody. Um, we've just make, made sure, like I remember driving around town because one of our shipments got log jammed somewhere here and so this guy was like, oh my gosh, I'm going on my trip. We shipped this thing like a week before in, in advance and it was still here in Asheville. And so I drove around to like the post office warehouses until I found this thing <laughs> and then made sure that he got a yeah. different rod at least on time. Like that's the kind of service we want to provide for people. And so we're trying to do that early and you can't do that when you're just a big company trying to, yeah. you know meet the needs of high demand. So again, growing organically and the travel agency was just a natural fit early on. And we've got a bunch of other plans kind of in the future, but yep. Well, that's awesome. And I think that, uh, I mean, we're going to take a quick break here in just a second, come back and talk about some of your pension adventures, but want to make sure and let everybody know that if, if you have a, a big trip planned or if you just want to try out a cool rod, right. Um, you can find all this stuff at rentthisrod.com. Yes. And um, you can now hear from the two gentlemen that started the business, and uh, we can vouch for their, you know, awesome customer service. As you just said, I think that's a great story. Um, and it says a lot that you would do what you did, drive around to make sure you found what you needed to find to make that happen. And um, so we really appreciate you guys being here with us. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about um, both of these gentlemen, our, our fathers, and, uh, and how they kind of – be dads on the fly on the water with their kids. Dads on the Fly is brought to you by Maggie Valley Fly Shop. Located in the heart of Maggie Valley, the shop offers guide trips and top-of-the-line gear and apparel for all your fly fishing needs. Yeah, Shannon and his crew over at the Maggie Valley Fly Shop just opened this October. They're already making a great impact here in Western North Carolina. So if you're taking a trip to the Great Smoky Mountains or anywhere in Western North Carolina, make sure to give them a shout for a guided trip or go see them for any of your fly fishing needs. You can also check them out online at maggievalleyflyshop.com. Well, welcome back to this episode of the Dads on the Fly podcast. Uh, it's Caleb and Josh. We're here tonight with Brian and Dave from Rent This Rod. We've been hearing a lot about this awesome company and just want to encourage everybody, if you've got a trip planned and you need uh, gear that you don't currently own, check out rentthisrod.com. Uh, these guys are awesome. They'll set you up with a great setup to help you be successful in the water wherever you are traveling to so make sure to check them out rentthisrod.com just hearing the stories guys thanks for sharing all that like that's really neat to hear about how just this idea it we, we were laughing a little bit it like reminds us a little bit about josh and i's idea for this podcast and and dad's on the fly of just you know it just kind of happens on the side of a river and in, in the truck you know through a text message thread and next thing you know here you are doing this thing and it's like wow what are we doing um and it still feels like sometimes like what the heck are we doing like what are exactly. we well it's we cool like know. they're business partners we're brothers but you know we're partners in the podcast and it's just like i think dave said at the beginning of the episode getting him back into fishing i mean that's always going to be a special that you know brian got you back on the water and in that kind of way and so that that's a special thing man and with i feel like without the podcast in the last year and a half and and mine and caleb's ship we probably wouldn't fish it's got me more on the water and, oh, and doing more things and so we can i mean i can sense and feel the specialness of that and it's, it's a really cool thing yeah absolutely um but you guys also have this awesome company you also like fly fishing yourselves yes we do and uh so you, how often do you get on the water if you're not busy packing orders to ship them to other people we just uh did our annual redfish trip oh, to sweet. charleston south carolina nice um and it was it was it was phenomenal we had a great time and we had an incredible guide and um so we try to get on the water as much as we possibly can uh, i think 
I, I think COVID kind of just like, I mean, I still went out and fished all the way through COVID. It's basically the only thing you could do, yeah. but like it just kind of shifted things a bit. And so we definitely didn't fish as much together um, during that time. But uh, it's, it's, I think we're starting to get back out on the water more and more. So we try to go as often as we we can. So you've been on a, you just got done with an annual red, it's an annual redfish trip, you said, right? Oh, yeah. Are there some other um, trips that you've done together? Other than redfish that that have highlights, you're smiling like yeah, something. Are there? Yeah, we've had a few. Um, we didn't get well. One of them that stands out was we didn't go together, but we were within the same area within about a week and a half of each other out in Colorado. Like you guys yeah, went out right. to yeah. Estes, and we were followed you guys about a week later, and we both caught our first cutthroat. Uh, I'll be it separately. I will never forget. That was just epic. Um, But then, um, so uh, I'm a pilot by trade, and um, probably three or four years ago, I had an opportunity um, to bring this guy with me. Uh, The the owner of the airplane was like, "Yeah, bring bring your buddy." So um, we we ended up going to Iowa of all places, Midwest. Uh, Dubuque. You don't, you don't think fly fishing in nope. Lake Iowa? But by God, we took uh, we took some fly rods. We're like, we're gonna find some fish, and uh, we got there, and um, we found this like a it's, it's almost like a nature park. It was it wasn't a preserve, but it was like a public access public land, and it was beautiful um, in the middle of Iowa. And um, we we caught probably ten, twelve rainbow between us. Yeah, and we're like. This what are we awesome. doing here? And, yeah, and like friggin' Iowa, but, but it was we like figured it out. We thought you know we're going to be like these you know these big ballers like you know private jet flying out there to <laughs> Iowa. You know, it's like but like yeah, we took this little prop plane that I was flying, and um, the owners you know went and did their business thing, and Brian and I went fishing, and we flew back the next day. So it was what great. a cool story! Cool. That I mean, what a cool memory! Oh yeah, just thinking. I mean. Iowa. It's a story you'll never forget. You you went and caught Iowa. some fish in the middle of Iowa. It's baseball, you had it, not fishing. But it's That's one right. thing that <laughs> field of dreams. It, there you go. But it, it's one thing that we talk about a lot, Caleb, on the pod is don't underestimate Dude, there's local fish everywhere. water. Just don't like, underestimate water it. wherever you're at. Yep. And you found fish in the middle of Iowa, and now you got a great story to tell. And um, I know that both of you are dads, and. Uh, we talked a little bit off air. How cool is it for you to, uh, or have you had the chance? I know you've got younger kids to uh, to start getting them with a rod in their hand every now and then, or maybe a net. We kind of like to start with just a netting. They kind of like that the most. But uh, what's been your experience in in, in that kind of area with your kids? Yeah, I um, I've started that process a while ago. My oldest is nine. Um, that kid, it's hard to describe. You know, somebody, when you have somebody in your family or that's around you, a buddy that just can like look at the water and a fish jumps on the line, that's my son, Davin. I mean, he just, he just taking it with me. Yeah. (laughs) Like we'll go to the beach and we'll get to, we'll get there. We're all getting settled in. He'll go down to the dock. He'll put on a a gulp shrimp or something and throw it off. He's like, I got a flounder. Like, I mean, (laughs) immediately, like he just figures it out and he's, he's always been. So he loves coming out with me. Um, and he's, he's got to a place now where, I mean, I tie all the flies on for him. I just was teaching him knots last night We were he's like, dad, I want to learn how to tie my own knot. So I was teaching him the knots and doing all that stuff with him, but he's out in the water waders, uh, all the way through January waders, boots, fishing and, uh, loving every second of it. Now my six year old is starting to come along and I don't doubt that my three year old is going to start earlier than all of them yeah. because he just wants to be along with his brothers. So the three boys and I will be out there. And then, of course, my wife will probably come along as well. But I, I love getting them on. I mean, that's the, the basis for Rent This Rod, like, in my mind, was also create experiences for people. Like, get yeah. them on the water. Grow the industry. And you do that by getting kids on the water, families on the water. Get them out and, and going. Well, for so, sure. I mean, if you say you're going on a trip with your kid and you know, you need two rods... I don't think most people want right. to, I know I don't want to spend, you know, what you were saying earlier, $1,500 for my 11 or 12 year old to right. use once a year. Um, and you know, what a great opportunity. I haven't even thought about it that way. Yeah. I need an extra rod. Uh, maybe I have a rod, but I need an extra rod for my son to use or, or that my dad. Be, to that use might be a special rod. Or my granddad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really neat. So, uh, so you, you were telling us, Brian, about getting your three boys. Three boys, three boys, yep. man. nine, six, and three. Wide open, right? Wide I've open. I've just got two boys. Yeah. 
six and four. Yes, yeah, you're the, in it too. WWE at your house every day. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh my gosh, man. <laughs> Royal Rumble every yeah. every day when I go yeah. home from work. Um, what about you, Dave? Like you had a chance to get your. It's a daughter, right? Yep, I've got yeah. one uh, one daughter. We're, uh, she's uh, just turned eight. Okay, um, yeah. Her name's Lucy, and um, I've had her out a few times. She's she's landed uh, a redfish before. Um, oh wow! We had her on a skiff. She's back, doing better than um, us. Dude, this is like the fourth <laughs> person we've had on this show that their kids are landing redfish before me. I just yeah. don't know how much longer yeah. I can take. Oh, it. I mean, Brian's son, Dad, and you'll trip. He's a fiend, but um, we uh, we did a. Um, a chartered trip uh, in Hilton Head, South Carolina, yeah. a few summers ago, and uh, I booked a half day for my wife and my daughter and I, and we went out and um, she uh, she got her first redfish, decent one too. Um, That's awesome. But uh, yeah, I was uh, we we go sometimes walk around uh, what used to be Field and Stream. I think it's Sportsman's Warehouse now. Yeah, mm-hmm. she liked to go look at the big stuffed animals there, the taxidermy displays. And one day we were there, and we were you know of course visiting the fishing section and the fly rod section. Um, and they had a pretty awesome deal on the, uh, right and McGill, uh, the, like, uh, Eagle claw, like yeah. the uh, yellow fiberglass rods and they're like 30 bucks. And, um, I'm a huge fiberglass, uh, nut. Um, it's annoying. And uh, <laughs> she, uh, she was like, daddy, can I get one? I was like, yes, you can. And so we, we got her one little, um, I think it's a noodle, six and a half foot yellow noodle there. It's crazy how that works. You know, like yeah. you go through all the stores, daddy, can I have this toy? Daddy, can I have that toy? And then all of a sudden, Hey dad, can we get this? Yes, we can. It's a fly rod. We, yeah. I didn't, I'm the same instinct, way. Yes. Yeah, didn't didn't twist my arm at all. But, yeah. um, so I rigged that up for her, uh, over the summer and then um, she's had it out a few times and most recently we took her back to the Sheldon Laurel where Brian and I fished that day where this company got formed and um, she got a really nice brook trout you know and she she got a lot out of that I videoed it and have that you know have that forever but um, yeah she I, I think she's got the makings to be a pretty great fisher person so that's awesome there's nothing like that uh we had that experience this summer with uh, Foster kind of caught his first wild trout. We were all kind of sitting around in a place we never thought we'd have caught a wild trout, but we did, and he cast himself, caught the wild trout. It was pretty cool. So <laughs> those, are, those are definitely special moments. Um, do you have any uh, tips or tricks of the trade that you, have you, have you ever had three? Have you had th- all three of them together yet, or are you still waiting on that? Out on the water one time? I'm still waiting on that, <laughs> although Tate is asking to come out, but Tate's in the f- – you can see my height. Tate's in the like first percentile in height. Davin's, you know, so so the water's still probably up past his chest at this point in time, um, and he would probably go in head first, knowing him. Um, so it, it's a challenge. Like it's always a challenge. You're gonna have to deal with tangles and all that stuff. But it's nice if you start them young and you start them early. What I've learned about that is like Pax now is wanting to do everything on his own. Davin can almost do everything on his own. And so like they eventually get to that place earlier where they're starting to do things on their own um, and not get tangled quite as much and be able to land and set the hook for their own fish and not let you set it and give it to them and all that stuff. And um, so it's just go, you know, it's, you're going to, it's going to be a headache. It's not necessarily always fun for the dad, but um, I think seeing their joy is what yeah. makes it fun. Yeah, we, we so. talk about all the time when you take your kids fishing, you're not going fishing. No. Like, you're, not, no. you're not going to catch fish. Like, yeah. That's not the point of the day. No. So. Right. I think it's always helpful if it's, you know, anybody wants to catch a fish, you know, but especially the younger crowd. It's like yeah. try to get them, get them hooked up as quick as you can because then, then they maybe appreciate the, the patience it takes later. Yeah. We've mentioned his name on this podcast already, and that's one thing I remember from Jim Kluke's episode. Um, he said, if you're going to start kids young, take them somewhere they can be successful. Yes. Don't like for me, I wouldn't take my kids up blue lining two miles up a blue line somewhere trying to catch native fish on a dry fly in 30 degree weather. Um, you know, make them somewhere they can be successful, which it sounds like both of you have done. Um, awesome that you all get, you guys are doing that and making a point for your passion to, uh, pass on to your kids and they all seem like they're enjoying it right now and hopefully that'll stay true for you but i wanted to make sure we had a chance and these guys get to do some pretty cool trips maybe not um we didn't know iowa was going to come up but that's awesome i'm glad we got that one (laughs) now you know (laughs) but uh with rent this rod and with your uh, experiences on the salt you've had some some cool stories and i I know that i think we wanted to mention um a a recent fish that that you might have got david right that uh you were down down on the boat recently. I think I saw a picture. It's like this 
this massive fish, if I remember correctly. You want, you want to tell that story? Um, oh, <laughs> yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so I uh, I went had a trip, a chance to go to uh, Cabo with uh, the people I work for. And um, we flew down there for about three or four days. And uh, I had another pilot with me because it takes two of us to to go. But um, we were trying to think of stuff to do. And um, we started checking around. And it wasn't that crazy expensive to charter a boat to go, you know, do some fishing. And, uh, yeah, so uh, we just we took a chance on this the biggest company down there. And um, we, we got, a, got a reservation for, like, the next day. And... Drove down, met him early morning. It was dark out, and we took this boat out, and probably like I think we we're forty miles out in the Pacific, and uh, got my first marlin. Nice. Wasn't on the fly, which that's it's fine by me. It was a yeah, marlin. It's you know? a marlin. And, um, it did slap you in the head. It, did. <laughs> yeah, it slapped I, you in the head. Nice. I, I was bleeding out of my ear. It. Uh, oh, the guy's sitting there telling me like, "Don't hold it this way." And uh, what do I do? I hold it the wrong way, and it smacked me with the bill on my ear. And, the rest of the day it was like tender and it was like bleeding a little bit, but, um, I'll post that video someday to show people don't do it that way. But, um, but yeah, we got like worth five, it? worth it. It was, uh, we got five, uh, 40 pound tuna right after that. Wow. And then, um, about the end of the day we were trying to head back to land and, um, one of the, one of the lines went tight, you know, it's just trolling. You're just yeah. pulling these big rigs. One of the lines went tight and, um, my, uh, my, my co-pilot hopped down and it was just his turn to sit in the seat and he started reeling and, um, ended up being like a 45 inch mahi. Wow. And, uh, yeah, the boat crew was just flipping out cause they had never seen one that big and they were like keeping their fingers crossed and <laughs> talking to Jesus the whole time. And, <laughs> and man, he landed it like 30 minutes later and, um, that was a big fish. And, uh, I think they even talked him into getting it like, you know, replica mounted and he took, he told me what it was going to cost is cause he paid by the inch kind of thing. And it was it was nuts. I think wow. his wife was going to murder him after that. <laughs> but yeah, that was a, that was a good day. Um, again, it was fishing. You know, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't uh, on a fly. But um, that was a good recent memory. Of course, we just talked about Charleston last week. That was great. Yeah, we've we've I had think a, Beaufort was was really good as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, South Carolina trip. We got we went back in there with, and um, I mean, we I, that day we caught twenty plus. I mean, it was. Yeah. It's just so much, yeah. yeah it's All just so fish. much fun to go back in these little sl- yeah. oyster bed areas, yeah. and you see them tailing. You see them; they school up in the winter time, and um, just just go. It's just so. Awesome. It sounds like you can do some uh, casting instruction for both of us uh, freshwater anglers, correct? If you're hooking into that many fish, right? Don't there, there might be some other podcast folks you've had on that might be a little better. <laughs> We're still learning. We're still early in the saltwater. We're game. the guys that go to the fly shows and are out there making hero casts when the sign says no hero cast. Like, got to see what this thing does. Yeah. You know? And people are looking at us. We're like, why is everybody watching? Whip, <laughs> whipping people behind us. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're, we try not to do that too much, but uh, no, Brian can get it done for sure. Uh, pretty epic. So. I will say this, the, the best, uh, this last trip, just kind of a little fly fishing story. I, I'd always watch the videos of people when you're back in the backwater, you see a fish that's tailing yeah. and back out of the water. And we had, we find the wind died down in this one area we were in. It was blowing like 20 everywhere. And so it finally died down and we got to this spot and we see this fish with his back out of the water. And it was just, it was just cruising the bank and it was cruising the bank and it kept turning away from us. And, um, Dave was up on, on the skiff at that time. And the guy just like, let's just, let's just sit here and wait. We couldn't go any further. Let's just sit here and wait. And it, and finally it turns and starts coming toward us. And he's like, all right, go ahead and make a cast. And Dave puts it like two feet from this fish's mouth and it like blows up out of the water, like just goes crazy. And I was like, oh man, he spooked it. And his line goes tight and that thing just blew up on the fly. And it was one of those like moments. Yeah. It just, I was getting out my phone to video it and I didn't have a chance to video it, but it was, it was one of those moments. It was really, really good. So I've, I highly recommend the redfish trip, if you can get it in the books. There you go. It's, so, on, it's on the list. It's, it's so, on the list to do. For sure. um, but how cool is that, that you guys get to do things like that and your business partners? Um, oh, yeah. And, and that, to me, is even more special. Um, you mentioned at the beginning, I just wanted to come back to it for a minute here. Um, you met at church. And mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of where, where, where it started. And uh, what does that mean to you guys, that that's kind of where your relationship in a way started? Well, I mean, for me, growing up in the church, um, my faith's very important to me. Like, it's always been that way. And 
uh, I think that honestly, it's, I, I feel like it's even made a more sacred bond between Dave and I. Cause I mean, when we're traveling and we're, we're going these places and we've been talking the business, I talked Dave's ear off on ideas. You said, you know, you're always calling your brother, uh, at two o'clock in the morning. I'm probably doing that more to Dave cause I'm like, Hey, I have this idea about this, you know, and all that stuff. But, um, I think, I trust him and like I value that and we have similar uh, values um, and how not only we operate with our um, in our daily lives, but with our families and how um, we want to raise our kids. And so faith is, is very important to us in that. And the church is continues to be important um, in, in my life. Uh, and I don't want to miss a Sunday and I'm, I'm in church and it's, it's just a really big part of, of who I am personally. How do you, how do you feel like you're, we had just recently another guy on our podcast and we talked about this with him a little bit. How do you feel like your faith impacts your business? Like, does it impact the way you run it? Does it impact the way you do things? Does it impact the way that, um, you try to run, rent this rod? Yeah, I don't see how it couldn't. We, um, you know, we're, even if you took that aspect out of it, you know, Brian and I are just, we're, we're honest guys, you know, we're not out to get anybody. Yeah. Uh, we try to do, you know, quote unquote the right thing with anything we do. And, you know, what we put out in the world, um, you know, just that whole golden rule mentality. Um, but yeah, I, it, it's just been, that's where we got our start, you know, like Brian and I, the, the, actually the church we met at, neither one of us go to anymore. Uh, we've kind of, we're on our own journeys there, but, um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, I think it'll always be a part of, of what we do and how we interact. It's how you value, you know, value people, how you care about yep. your business, um, and like, again, you know, I, I, I want to grow the business and become successful and all those things. But at the end of the day, it's also about uh, creating opportunities for people um, and making sure they get out and experience creation. Because I think, in my opinion, when you're out in creation, you experience God yeah. more than ever. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, no, I, I, 100%. I mean, that's what I was kind of thinking about. You had talked earlier about how your whole kind of mission behind this in a lot of ways is to allow people to have great experiences um and being able to do that you know i i think as as a pastor from a faith perspective like people i, I guess the reason i ask that question is people always talk to me all the time I'm like man i wish i could do what you do like then i could just like love people like jesus all the time i'm like dude you can do that like through your business like you can yeah. do that at work you can do it and it seems like you guys are trying to do that through at this rod like you're still trying to treat people the right way do things the right way and provide them an awesome experience well and that's what we've said even through the podcast as we've grown into our second year um we wanted to make people understand we you know we started this we never thought we would be and i still don't consider myself this and and caleb doesn't either like a, a voice but now i'm more of an encourager for dad sometimes. And, and we take that seriously. Not that we're experts. We, we said all the time, we're not expert fly fishermen or expert dads. We're dads on the fly. We're fly fishermen on the fly. But what you said is true, Brian, you do it for a love of people. Um, and in a way you're creating an experience for people to have experience. And, and through our podcast, the, the greatest joy I have in doing this is, is meeting folks like you guys and creating relationships with the community of, of fly fishermen and letting dads know that, that they are cared for. And, and, you know, you got three under nine and it's, it's tough sometimes. And, uh, for us to be there for each other, it's a really cool thing. And in the community we're trying to build. And so I, uh, I really appreciate what you guys are doing in that line. I, I think I want to ask maybe a kind of go out on a, on a funny yeah, go note, on maybe a, go on a fun, fun. So business. four years in business, right? Um, was, was there, has there ever been any time? Like, cause there are times when Caleb just wants to like, Tell me to shut up. No. Um, yeah, no. you know, so, so are, are there any, like, cool, like, hey, leave me alone today. I don't want <laughs> – or, or is it always just like, yeah, we're awesome. Because, um, you know, we're brothers, so we have the we have the ins and outs of ups and downs, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's times I do tell you to shut up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it just so, uh, you know, was there ever – I mean, obviously, you guys were super blessed to get that. Was there ever a time, though, you were like, oh, man, are we sure we're going to make this work? And then it's just that <laughs> click of the Thomas and Thomas story or Jim Clue worked out for you? I think, first of all, I consider Dave a brother as well. Like, the go. way we've built, you know, our friendship and the, our families and how it all intertwines and all that. But, um, you know, I think we've we've – 
probably in the in the past six months to a year, we've gotten to that place like, all right, this is a hobby. This is a cool side gig, side hustle, right? Like, yeah. what's the next step of this thing? And we've got, you know, these all these things that we want to do. And um, or like I, I, I'm always putting the bug in Dave's ear of like, hey, let's go do this. Let's go do this. And he's always the one going, hey, um, Let's slow down a little bit, like you know. He's he's my man, Dave. My man. We may need to go on a fishing trip together. That would be kind of entertaining, I think. So I think, um, you know, it's I I I think that's good to have that balance balance in in the relationship as well because I could probably go. I'm a fundraiser by trade. Like I'm, I've worked 15 years in the nonprofit industry. Um, I can go raise money, and um, I'm like, all right, well, I can go get this investor and that investor, and Dave's like, ah, well. You know, like just like slow down. And so I think we've had some moments in there where we're yeah. like, Hey, I want to grow this really fast. I want to do this. And Dave's like, I'm not quite there yet. And so we're, we're listening to each other and we're, we're trying to balance out how do you grow a business and become successful as a business, but also, you know, maintaining, you want it to be fun. You yeah. want it to be something your family can enjoy. Yeah. So I think that's probably where the tension comes in. Dave, am I wrong? No, uh, <laughs> no, I, I think, uh, you know, I think we've said it before, but it's, um, we're very well matched, you know, as far as yeah. the th- things that Brian excels at, I, those are my, the part parts where I'm lagging. Like I couldn't begin to understand some of this, this, the gifting that Brian has and, um, and maybe vice versa, but, uh, you know, we, we have different aspects of the business that we do on a daily, daily basis. Um, but, you know, I, I, to echo what he said, I mean, there's never been an instance where I would have wanted to do it by myself. Yeah. It's always made better with a partner, yep. especially him, because, um, you know, you share those victories together. Uh, we, we don't make, we don't make, I will say, major decisions individually yeah. when it involves the business. I mean, there's things that we're tasked with, like, hey, I'm going to get this done. Great. Let me know how it goes. But if it's like, hey, what do you think about this company? Should we work with them? Mm, yeah, let's do that. Or no, let's steer away. So we always like, I think you know, maybe even have been pressured to make snap judgments and decisions before. Like, no, I'm going to talk to my partner on this. You know, got to go meet in the truck before it right. happens, boys. Yeah, like, first of all, I don't. Where's the F one fifty? I can't think right now. Yeah, and for uh, sure. yeah, he's he's been a fantastic uh, business partner just in and of itself. And um, like I said, we have that that fishing buddy, you know, to kind of complicate things sometimes. Yeah. But, um, you know, we kind of agreed from the get go, like whatever happens with this, if we get to a point where we don't want to do this anymore, or one of us wants to back out or you know, go do something else, it'll never affect, you know, the, the getting on the water together. So yeah. that's, and that's yeah. what makes it special. Um, and I think that we can all sit here around this table and agree that I think Brian said it best. Um, as men of faith, we have that, that binds us together and that, through business, through a podcast, through being dads, that holds us together close. And so if that's the core, um, that's the way I look at it, that you you guys have been successful. And, and in our case, that w- what's led us to be able to, to have a cool show to meet cool people like this, Caleb. Yeah, man, this has been great. Uh, Brian, Dave, want to make sure we give everybody a chance. Uh, if they want to check it out, best place to go is where? Rentthisrod.com. Not rent my rod. Not rent my rod. Very important that you don't take that in. Make sure you get that in right. Um, you, you'll, a whole other world are open <laughs> yeah. up to you. But, uh, yeah, that, and we're, we're on the social channels too, um, sometimes more than others. But Yeah, the Facebook, web. Instagram, yep. at rentthisrod. Yep. Awesome. Well, uh, guys, thank you so much for giving us your time. Um, driving down here, hanging out, and first guest in the basement. Like we, we, we should give them something special. Like we did. We're horrible hosts. We didn't have them with parting gifts or anything. Gave, we got gave, shirts, man. I gave them okay, shirts. Got, and we got, we got shirts. Okay, yeah, come yeah, with yeah. a cold drink. And okay, well, that's I mean, good. you know, right. we need like a wall for them to sign on the way out or something. <laughs> yeah, right. Are you the first start doing that. Oh, <laughs> man, how neat would that? Do we need to start? But nobody else comes to us. They can't sign over Zoom. But hey, we're so glad that Rent This Rod exists. Thank you guys for doing what you're doing. And I um, highly encourage people to go check it out. Joshua, anything before we wrap this up? No, nah, man. want to just tell everybody that uh, we can't wait for the holiday season. Be looking for some cool things coming down the pipe. And if you're planning a vacation trip for the holidays, check out Rent This Rod. Get you a 
hands on a great fly rod to fish with wherever you're going. We do gift certificates. Oh, there, there you go. go. I yes. love it. Gift certificates. And you get one of our T-shirts. We're in, we're we're getting a new T-shirt coming out. So yeah. Oh, and cool. I will say we also we clear off used stuff pretty regularly. So okay. if anybody wants a sweet deal on, give us a call. Some yeah. good stuff. Yeah, check us out. That's sweet. great to know. Well, guys, thanks so much for hanging out with us, and thanks for listening to this podcast. Everyone out there listening, and until next time, tight lines. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dads on the Fly podcast. We hope this episode has inspired and encouraged you as a parent or an angler as we wade through faith, family, and fishing all on the fly. Make sure to check us out at dadsonthefly.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram at dadsonthefly. Shoot us a message as we always love hearing from you all. If you'd like to check out any Dads on the Fly merchandise, you can find it there as well. And as always, if you can, leave us a rating or review and share this podcast with a friend. Until next time, tight lines. Thank you.